0: is up everyone welcome back to the pretty unfiltered podcast it's your host morgan jones and i'm so excited we're spending time together today i am so grateful for all of your messages on the last episode and every episode in general i just it means the world to me that you guys take the time to send me texts or send me dms on instagram saying that something resonated with you so i just wanted to say thank you first and foremost for that and today we're going to be talking about my five-year break from social media and the questions that you guys have been asking. This was definitely one of the most repetitive questions that kept coming up was about taking a break from social media and what I learned, am I going to do d- things differently when I came back, advice for people who wanted to take a, you know, digital detox to, to any extent, and so today I'm going to take your questions and I kind of summed up the ones that came in most frequently and then I'll answer these kind of in a Q&A style and hopefully you leave with either some tips for being more intentional with your own social media Or if you decide to take a little detox yourself, then more power to you. I am not here to convince you to stop using social media because I think there are pros and cons. And in many ways, I think that the pros outweigh the cons if you use social media as intentionally as you possibly can. So let's get into the first question, which is why did I leave and why was I gone for so long? So the answer to this is kind of a multi-part answer, which is that I initially took one year off of social media as an intentional experiment for the book I wrote, and the intention was to come off of social media and kind of test some theories around what happened if we removed external validation, what happened if it took a little more effort to reach out to friends instead of just DMing them or liking their posts? What happened if I remove the constant stimulus and escape that we kind of use our phones and social media every single day for? And what happened with confidence if I didn't see filtered bodies and, you know, skin without skin texture 24-7? Like, could confidence shift. If I came off social media, could I test these theories to see what it was like to improve confidence or self-esteem without social media? And at the same time, could it be then used in a way that could improve self-esteem? And while my intention was to just take a single year off of social media Um, My health, unfortunately, had other plans, so as you know, I've had a few rough years (laughs) the past few years where I was pretty debilitated by my disease and having multiple surgeries and basically fighting for my life, and so it was definitely one of the most disconnected times I had ever felt, not only from myself, but kind of everything in general. And when you are in that place, and you are fighting so hard for some sort of normalcy, social media just really doesn't take priority. It's not even in your thoughts, or in any capacity, it was not my focus at all. And so while it had started as a one year experiment, my health kind of forced it to be something longer, which actually ended up working out for the better for the second half of the experiment which was first once i came off it what could i do what could i learn what could i shift and change with my self-esteem but then when i came back on it where i was just in consumption mode could i be using it in a way for good so to be exactly clear on how the timeline worked out I took my first year completely off social media. There was no consumption. I was not on any of the apps. I was not posting. I was not consuming. I was nothing. So no relationship with social media whatsoever. And then I started having a few rough years with my health. And that is when I decided to start testing out this theory that if you were consuming with intentionality and you were focused on intention over attention, And you really were curating the things that were in my feed. And I was only consuming, still not posting at the time. Could it serve for good? And, you know, you might think that I'm going to sit here bashing social media since I was off it so long. But the truth is, is that after this experiment, after five years of not posting and going from not using it at all to focused on hyper intentionality with consumption... I actually believe that social media in many ways saved my life during some of the darkest periods of my life and that some Instagram accounts have helped me through some of the hardest times. Some Facebook groups have been the most inspirational and YouTube channels have reminded me that I'm not alone in some of the struggles that I was going through. And so I will get into this as we go into this episode in more detail, but when social media is used for good and with intentionality, I believe it is truly one of the most beautiful technological advancements of our time. And if we can use social media to support ourselves and be intentional with the consumption, then I think we can use social media for good beyond even ourselves. I think that That's why the whole point of this podcast is to have these unfiltered conversations so that people feel less alone in whatever they're going through because I know for a fact how much people's stories and hearing other people's stories have drastically impacted my life in positive ways. And before I get into, you know, going over all the positive that I believe social media is I want to address the questions that asked me about basically the pros and cons or the positives and the negatives about social media. And I want to start with the negatives. I want to start with the cons because I think that the only way that we can improve our relationship with social media and use it in favor of better habits, better self-esteem is if we actually identify its power. And if we don't talk about the negatives of it, then we can never switch to using it more effectively. And I think that we all know that there is no shortage of correlation between social media and our self-esteem. And we do live in a time where technology is rapidly evolving. And in many ways, while you know we seem more connected than ever before to people on social media, I think in many ways we are more disconnected from ourselves than ever before and we live in a time where we have more access to endless distraction and an easy escape from reality and we are taught to care more about our followers than our friends and care more about the validation from other people than we do about our own well-being and more likes from other people than we care about liking ourselves and there's just obviously endless you know negative aspects that we could identify if we were going down the rabbit hole of social media and I think that it's important to acknowledge that all of those things are happening and like I said before that there is this underlying concept that we are technically more connected than ever before But we are truly more disconnected with ourselves. And so that's why I'm going to be talking about using social media with intentionality throughout this whole episode. Because I think that's the only way we can use social media for good. And that's the only way, the catalyst, I guess, to improving our self-esteem if we're going to be using social media as often as we do. And like I said, my goal with this episode is not to convince you to stop using social media in any way. My goal is to help you understand that social media is what you make it. And, you know, if you choose to be more intentional, if you choose to Be aware and focus on your current habits with it and if you need to improve your boundaries, if you need to follow people, unfollow people to feel better about yourself when you're consuming, if you need to set more boundaries with your time limits, then you need to do that because I think what is also most important to understand is the amount of time in which we use this. And I know no one really wants to talk about it, but it is imperative that we discuss this because this one fact alone, as I was writing this out in the book and I was doing the research behind it, actually is wild to me because I had never truly thought about the amount of time in which we're spending on social media until I did the math. And I am not a math girly, but when I broke this down, it actually changed the way I wanted to use social media just by reading the, the answers to this question alone, which was, I took, if we were using three hours a day on social media, and this is just three, okay, let's be honest, everyone's using it far more than that, but I didn't want it to be super depressing. So if we just use three hours a day on social media, that is 21 hours during the week, That's more than an entire waking day on social media per week, which would make it about four days per month, which means that each year we will spend one month on social media. Now, if I actually used more accurate numbers where people are using anywhere between seven and nine hours of social media, if you take it for reference at nine hours a day, each week you will be spending nearly two and a half days per week on social media, which means that each month you'll be spending around 10 and a half days. That's one third your entire month, which means that each year, sorry, I know this is a lot of math, but listen to this one. Each year you will spend a little over four months on social media if you are using it nine hours a day. And I know nine hours probably seems crazy to some people, but if you check your phone The average is around eight hours a day, especially for the younger generation. So four months out of the year. Now, I know this is kind of depressing, but it's the stuff we have to talk about. So if we go back to the three hours example, just to keep it easy, it's like you have to decide. If you're spending an entire day of our week with our social media and you are not being intentional about that time, You can see how this adds up. You can see how this impacts our self-esteem, our confidence, how it impacts almost every aspect of our relationship with ourselves. That's from the filters to the, you know, false illusions of reality that we see and we are constantly comparing ourselves to. So, you know, like I said, intentionality, intentionality, intentionality. There's just no other way to do this because if you take an entire day of your week and you're not choosing how to use that intentionally, then you're just letting whatever you're consuming control your life. So if you think about it this way, if you had to choose how you were going to spend an entire day of your week, an entire day, what would you choose to do? Would you choose to be around people that make you feel badly about yourself? Would you choose to be around, you know, pictures and photos that make you insecure? Would you choose to be around negativity or people that don't uplift you? Or would you choose to use it the other way? Would you choose to use it to your benefit? Would you choose to use it for following and consuming content that makes you feel good would you follow people that make you feel good about your body the people that inspire you to go after your goals would you follow it for motivation or education and I think that that's what leads us into the pros of social media which is that now more than ever before we have access to knowledge and information and content that can be used to improve our self-esteem, that can be used to improve our mental health. But we have to make the decision to utilize it in that way. And in the book, I refer to this as living under the influence. And then the lesson is that we have to choose what influence we want to live under. Because if we're going to deny that spending an entire day of our week is not how we, excuse me, how we spend an entire day of our week is not going to impact our lives, then we're just lying to ourselves. And like I said, that's just with the three hours a day. So I really wanna be clear that I'm using that one so that we don't get too carried away. But it's like, this is really much larger than that. We are using it way more often than three hours a day. So I just want you to take that into consideration. This kind of goes directly into, with any of the questions that asked about how to use social media, more effectively, how to use social media for good. And that comes down to what I've discussed, which is we have to have an awareness of the power of social media, what it's doing to us, how it's affecting our self-esteem. And then we have to understand how frequent how frequently we are using it and how much of an impact that actually has on our day-to-day lives, on our habits, on our emotions, on our mental health. And then we have to choose what influence we want to live under because it would be doing a disservice to not acknowledge that the fact that this is has become a social addiction for us to be using social media all the time where we used to use social media as a little break from our day and now like our regular day is basically a little break from social media that's all by design a simple google search will show endless articles backing the science proving that The way that these apps are developed are in ways that will keep you on them longer. And they are designed in ways to be highly addictive. And their focus, these companies, are more engagement, more people, more actions, more sales, more retention, and just more money for them overall. So social media is considered a persuasive technology for a reason and they know that people will do almost anything to be validated and accepted and liked by others. This is no different from when we had the body image discussion. We are being fed problems and solutions by the same companies, by the same people. And they know that if validation is the high that we're seeking and they know that scrolling through social medias provides us the rush that we're seeking, they also know that comparison is what fuels those things. And that's what fuels our insecurities, which keeps us on there longer because there's something odd that happens in our brain where it's like we can't stop because we are in constant comparison mode. And instead of trying to use social media with better intentions, with more alignment to who we are and who we want to be, We are just kind of caught up in this perpetual cycle where we're not really making any decisions for ourselves. It's more of we've developed this situation where we are just utilizing it on autopilot. I mean, just think of all the times you've set your phone down and you're watching a show and then, you know, 10 minutes go by in the show and you realize you haven't seen anything at all because you've been on social media. And while that's funny to some extent, it's really not because the fact that we are... We, we need to have constant stimulation from multiple sources is actually a problem that we need to start addressing because if we cannot have control over our consumption, then there's no way that this works out for us well in the end. And these companies know that we live under the influence of whatever or whoever provides us with the highest reward to our self-esteem and our egos. So... They run a business of addiction under the guise of connection. So the only antidote to that is to focus more on intention than getting attention. And that's why, you know, when I'm asked what are the things you can do, it's to become aware of your usage and then to really do an audit of how you're using it. And I think, you know, a more kind of technical term I refer to this in the book is our digital wellness. And I think that what we consume matters in either favor for digital wellness or against it. And I think that if we choose to use social media for education and wellness and inspiration and motivation, and we choose to use it for community or for growing businesses, for finding passions or bettering ourselves then that's how we use this for good. And like I said, many times I have seen social media be the most powerful source of good. And many times I have seen it be used in ways that are just unthinkable. And that's another thing. Because I do work in the digital media space and because I have some pretty well-known clients in the social media world, I have seen social media create Communities that you wouldn't believe they were so supportive, and just women uplifting other women. And then I have watched communities on some of these hate accounts and on some of these hate sites tear apart a person to the depths of their soul. And that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother episode um, talking about that because. I don't know. Don't even get me started on Reddit or any of those things. We'll talk about that another time. But it all comes down with how you're choosing to use this. And I think that once you are able to use social media with massive amounts of intention towards improving yourself and supporting yourself, then your world will drastically change because there's no way that if you are using social media in a way that hypes you up. That it wouldn't start improving your mindset, your mental health, and even your physical health if you're using it for in, uh, like inspiration for wellness. This is where I kind of want to go in a little deeper dive of when I was off social media for that year and I hadn't consumed at all. And then I wanted to push the experiment even further. I wanted to see how and if these apps could be used in ways that would actually increase our self-esteem and if so, what was required of us to do this? And the twist was that I couldn't post anything to um, receive validation or praise, I could only consume. And to be extra clear, when I say consume, I'm not talking about mindless scrolling. This was very much a ex- an experiment to consume with the highest level of intention. And I wanted to see if I could curate my feeds in ways that supported my business goals, that supported my wellness goals, in ways that supported my body image and fitness goals, in ways that supported my mental wellness, in ways that protected my energy, all of these things. So was there a way I could use social media and really take control instead of using it on autopilot and what would happen if I removed the validation aspect of it, the praise, the likes, the views, the follows? What if I just, you know, broke up with comparison culture and decided to use my social medias in ways that made me feel good and not in ways that were designed by anybody else? And so what I did was that Obviously, you know, in the last episode, I talk about core questions. So of course, I ran through core questions for this process too. And I'll share those with you in case you want to use them as well. But they started with the premise of understanding that what if I was just as relentless with my boundaries and protecting my energy online that I was in real life? Because once I knew this number, that it was taking up a day or more of my week I decided that I had to treat them the same, that we can't necessarily escape our usage of social media because of how it's used now and how much, you know, it's necessary for businesses or connection or community. However, we need to start treating it as a part of our real life because it has integrated in a way that it has become a part of our real life. And the process of curating our social media into a positive tool for our well-being really comes down to two things, which is the accounts we follow and then the accounts we need to unfollow. Yes, you need to take into consideration the time in which we're spending online. But when it comes down to the actual curation and consumption itself, you have to be strategic in who you're following and then intentional with who you're unfollowing. And so, for me to start this process, I started with the core questions and I kind of did this social media audit. And it went, I had three main questions, which were how do I want to feel when I'm using social media? So, that was question number one. And the sub question to that was who or what am I following that makes me feel this way? And then the second question was how do I not want to feel when I'm using social media? And then the sub-question to that was, who or what am I following that makes me feel this way? And then the last question, which I didn't implement until later, once I decided to come back, was, how do I want to show up on social media? And then the sub-question to that, or it was, am I showing up in a way that is in alignment with the person that I want to be? And ultimately, the answers to these questions should serve as the foundation for the terms and agreements that we have with our social media and with what and why we are consuming. And the only way to really use social media most effectively is to be able to identify these terms and agreements before you start consuming. Because if you don't set the rules and the boundaries and the intentions before you play a game then it just leads to chaos and it forces you to kind of create game time decisions and rely on willpower and go against brain programming. Because once you have things running on autopilot, you have to break the habit and then replace the habit with, with something else. You can't just stop a habit cold turkey and then expect that to become an easy thing to do unless you're repeatedly doing something that fills that prior habit with something that is more in alignment with the how you want to consume or who you want to be, how you want to show up. Because we will always lean back into the things that are most comfortable to us. And autopilot is, by default, always going to be most comfortable. So once I answered the core questions, I used that as the foundation to my terms and agreements. And for me, my personal terms and agreements were one through five. So one was, I will use social media with massive intentionality. I will use social media in a way that makes me feel good. I will follow accounts that educate, motivate, and inspire me. I will enforce boundaries to protect my mental health. And I will show up in a way that feels in alignment with the best version of myself. So you can answer the core questions however you want, especially the sub-questions where you're really analyzing who and what you are following that either makes you feel in alignment with how you want to show up, or how you want to feel, or they don't. In the book, I refer to this concept as choosing your subscriptions. And I choose to call it subscriptions because we are choosing to subscribe to people's, you know, quote unquote channels. We are choosing to subscribe to their ideals and their morals and what they are about. In the same way that we would never watch a TV show or spend all day watching TV shows, That uninterest us or make us feel badly about ourselves. I believe that it's kind of easier to do your audit and do your following and unfollowing if you kind of view social media as the same. And these subscriptions are ultimately what shape our experiences with our time that we're spending online. And I believe that seeing everything that we consume online as a choice to either subscribe to a channel or unsubscribe to a channel is. A helpful way to assess what is actually making us feel good because we need to be subscribing to channels in favor of our mental wellness in favor of bettering our habits and in the same way that we would watch shows that make us feel good or inspire us or motivate us or entertain us that's ultimately how we should be using social media as well and we're not obligated to you know be around anyone in real life that doesn't make us feel good And, you know, we should ultimately be learning and evolving and setting boundaries that not only protect our mental health, but protect our energy. And we need to start doing the same thing online because just because it's a digital world doesn't mean that it's impacting us any less. In many ways, I would argue that the digital world is impacting our mental health even more because we're spending more time online than with people in reality in a lot of cases. And what we consume matters. And You could go online and every insecurity you have could be supported by a million different accounts online. But guess what? That means that the opposite of that is true as well. So you could find a million accounts online that make you feel good about whatever it is that you're insecure about. Or you could find a million accounts that inspire you to show up as the better version of yourself, as the best version of yourself, or more authentically because you see someone else doing it or if someone is going through something similar to you, it could inspire you to keep going and keep pushing. And ultimately, when I was doing this experiment, when I was curating who I was subscribing to, I really had to be intentional with what those categories were, like what were the TV channels that were most important to me? And so by answering the core questions, I created what I called the core categories. And when I have my core categories listed, it makes it so much easier for me to set boundaries around what I'm consuming and ultimately curate a feed that reflects all the things I like, all the things I want to see, a feed that makes me feel good. And that has been the game changer. And I think if more of us can learn to do this and just have this level of intention and curation and ultimately... Create a digital world that is in alignment with our reality in life, then I think that that's the way forward. That's the way we can use social media for good, as we've discussed since the beginning. And so I took the answers to my core questions and I made my core categories. These are in no particular order, and you can make your own categories, but these were the things that were important to me in my social media in my digital world, which was mental wellness, physical wellness, personal development, education, business, inspiration, motivation, entertainment, and lifestyle stuff. So you can make that list however you see fit. But by having that, anything that falls out of those boxes, I don't subscribe to. I unfollow. And I just, the older I get and the more, I guess, serious life things that I go through, it it makes it easier for me to unfollow people. It makes it easier for me to mute things that don't feel good. And there's some times in my life where I want a bunch of fitness inspiration because that's really helpful to me. And then there's times in my life where I can't really have that in my face 24-7. So things can ebb and flow. You can have your core categories change whenever you want. But I think if you could go back into this episode and write down the core questions and then kind of identify your terms and agreements for what you're going to use social media for and then create those core categories you will really be setting yourself up for success long term and i think that once you do this the answers to these questions and once you actually implement them this is ultimately what digital wellness is so in the same way that we have mental wellness and physical wellness I believe that we should have an entire concept about digital wellness. I believe this should be taught in schools. I believe we should be taught how to use social media in a positive way because the digital world is only increasingly consuming more of our time and impacting more of our mental and physical wellness. So if we don't start talking about this, if we don't start kind of setting up systems that we can use to more effectively use social media and curate our digital world in ways that are positive, then I think this is how we run into problems. And I believe in many cases, the issues that we're having online, especially with online bullying and all of these things that like I said, we can get into in another episode if that's something you want me to talk about. um, I believe that in many cases, these can be preventable if we are actually teaching, especially young people, how to set boundaries and th- the more we can improve the self-esteem and boundary setting of young people, the better that they will be because, you know, I I grew up in a fortunate time where I grew up before social media, before really any of the digital world, like the computers that came out were still black with green font and that was it. <laughs> and so, you know, I've had the privilege of growing up in as technology has evolved but the generations now where they're being they have grown up only in a digital world we have to start addressing this as the issue that it is because this is very much integrated with their full-blown realities so it's much more difficult for them to separate because they've never experienced life separate In fact, this is what brings me to probably one of the biggest lessons that I feel like I learned with this experiment over the past five years, which is that people love to use the statement, social media is not reality. But I think that that's actually an outdated blanket statement that's not even reflective of the current times or advancements in technology because social media is a part of our reality. In fact, I believe that social media plays a more real role than ever before. Uh, You can't deny that if our overall wellness has become largely impacted by any situation, whether in person or online, that it's most definitely a part of our reality. So if our online experiences, no matter your age, whether you're the younger generation like I just spoke about, or you're my age or older, it's undeniable that that these things online and our experiences in the digital world have a massive impact on our mental and physical and emotional wellness. So we can't separate the two. We can't just pick and choose when social media is quote unquote reality. I think a more accurate statement would be that social media isn't the full story. And yeah, we could dive into the comparison culture and all of the filters and you know, fake lifestyles and, you know, false illusions of perfection, all the things. We can talk about that specifically in another episode if we just want to talk about comparison and social media and it's, you know, separately. But if all of that is impacting how we behave, how we think, how we act, and most importantly, how we feel about ourselves, then it is undeniable that social media is a part of our reality. And I think that we're actually doing a huge disservice to not only our wellness but the wellness of our entire society if we're denying this correlation because social media has infiltrated almost every day of our daily lives in person and online are not mutually exclusive they coexist because think about whenever we're doing things that are in person most of the time people have their phones out whether that's To take photos of dinner or to take videos of the sunset or whatever else. We have integrated these two worlds because they're not just taking these photos and videos for them for later. They're taking it to post for to share for validation or to share with people, which is fine. But if you know that that's occurring, then we cannot deny that social media is quite literally our reality as well. And the reason I think that that's such an important lesson to learn is because once we stop denying this, then we can more effectively take control of our own programming, our own habits and behaviors when it comes to using social media. And you know how I feel about (laughs) taking control of our own programming. And, you know, that is what reinforces the idea that I've said since the beginning, which is that social media is whatever experience we want it to be. It can be positive or as negative as we want it to be, just like anything in our lives. So the same platforms that make us feel insecure about our bodies could also have us loving our bodies, depending on who you're following. Or the same platforms that are having us caught up in a comparison loop can also be the same platforms that lead to deeper connections and even meaningful friendships if they're used differently. So this is why the more that we understand how much social media impacts our reality, the more we can understand that we are the creators of what we want our social medias to look like, to feel like, and the energy that we want it to bring into our lives. Because social media has become our virtual homes. It's one of the places we go most often which is why it's imperative for us to learn how to protect our well-being and especially our mental health online and why it's crucial that we learn to use social media more intentionally. And I think that, you know, if you hear me repeating the words intentionality and intentional and intentionally a hundred times throughout this episode, it's on purpose, you know, because the truth is, is that intentionality is required of us if we want to live life on our own terms, it's required of us if we want to take control of our programming because it is the foundation and the catalyst of living in alignment. And as we've discussed in almost every episode so far, living in alignment is ultimately the thing that improves our life. It's the thing that leads to confidence because the more conscious and intentional we become with how we are creating our lives, the, the better our lives get. The more confident we become in who we are because we are establishing the terms and agreements on our own. What we are consuming inevitably becomes a part of the life we are creating for ourselves. So, whether we're online or in person, we are always creating different aspects of ourselves, different aspects of our lives, different aspects of reality. So, if I could leave you with one thing, it would be to understand that every choice we make, whether in person or online, has a direct influence over who we are becoming and whether it's creating relationships or building our surroundings or building a community, creating friends, establishing thoughts or habits or beliefs, whatever it is, everything we are doing is either in favor of the life we want to live and the person we want to be, or it's not. It's that simple. And I think this is what will lead into the final question, which was, asking for advice for people who wanted to take a digital detox or should they take breaks from social media. And really my advice would come down to the fact that I don't think we need huge massive breaks from social media. I don't think my advice is to take a year plus off like I did. But I do think that the best advice I could give you is to not underestimate The importance of disconnecting with the digital world for a while to reconnect with yourself. I think it's imperative. So, disconnect for a while and really identify what it is that brings you joy, what motivates you, what makes you feel good about yourself online, and then kind of audit and then reassess how you're spending your time on social media. So, whether you want to take one day off a week, whether you want to you know, instead of posting in real time, maybe you could post delayed, maybe you could just be present in the moment, and you can still take videos and pictures, but then decide that you'll post the next day or something like that, whatever it is that you need to do to just disconnect for a while to reconnect to a deeper, deeper level of yourself. I think that's what you need to do. Because once you can get to this place, and you can kind of really balance out, your digital world and your in-person reality, I think that that's how we improve our digital wellness overall, because our digital world should be a part of our lives. In fact, in many ways, I think it has to be now, but I don't think we have to be on these apps and consuming as much as we are. Even for me, when I came back, I'm kind of struggling in a way to figure out how much I want to show up online. And that's very different because if you have a podcast or the fact that I am coming out with a book, it kind of is required of me to show up and be consistent. But in many ways, I I wish there was a way that I could do that anonymously or not have to be online and not post because I've just developed a piece that I like outside of the digital world and so that's something I'm working through in real time so whatever it is that you feel you need to do I don't post on the weekends in fact at the time I'm recording this I haven't probably posted in a week on social media I'm still really reevaluating how I want to show up and how often I want to show up online and if you follow me on Instagram I'm sure you'll see it play out as I figure that out But I think that what it comes down to is ask yourself the questions that I've discussed in this episode. Ask yourself what your relationship with with social media would be if you used it more intentionally and more conscious consumption instead of passive consumption or mindless scrolling and and scrolling on autopilot. Um, If you set boundaries, if you want to set time zones, if you don't want to post on the weekends, whatever it is, it comes down to just asking those questions of what's important to you, what accounts make you feel good. Because I can tell you firsthand that when I started just following the accounts that made me feel good, social media felt like such a good place where I see bodies that look like mine, people that have similar values as me and people who motivate me and encourage me, it truly shifted like the entire paradigm of what the digital world was to me. So I think if I had to sum it all up, I would just say to be intentional with your consumption, protect your energy, prioritize your peace. Set boundaries and curate your feed in a way that makes you feel good. So unfollow the people that don't make you feel good and just follow, follow, follow the people that make you feel good and bring you joy and make you want to be the best version of yourself because I promise you this is what changes the game. With that said, don't forget you are under no obligation to follow or subscribe to any accounts that don't make you feel good. You're the creator. You get to choose your digital world. You get to choose how this plays out. You get to choose what channels you're watching and when you turn off the TV and when you change the channel. So don't forget that You have the power. It's all within your control. And this brings us to the end of the episode. I really hope that you found something in this episode helpful or encouraging. And if you have any questions that went unanswered today, please DM me or send them. We can do a part two. I really think it's important that we have a discussion about hate and bullying online because it's something I feel really passionate about. So let me know your thoughts on that. Um, we'll be having guests coming soon. I'm so excited about that. And I guess that's it. So I love you so much. And until next time, be kind to yourself and others. Love you. Bye.